Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. I'm Anthony. And I'm Amy. And together, we talk about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. All right. Welcome once again to Grace and Peace Radio. I am your host, Anthony. And I'm Amy. And, you know, first of all, we just want to say right at the outset that we have been blown away. We are so grateful to have you as listeners. Mm -hmm. We've been part of the Christian podcast community for a long time. We've recently become part of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. And also we joined up with SermonAudio.com. Yeah, pretty excited about that too. Pretty excited. And it has shown us that that there are people listening around the world. I know. And it's it, just crazy. It is crazy, <laughs> you know, and we're just so grateful. We are. We are we are nobodies and we praise God that we are nobodies because he is everything. And so we just thank you so much for being giving us a half hour of your week to yes. to listen in. Um we are honored by that. Pray that you are uh, entertained a little bit away from all the craziness of the headlines, and also encouraged in your walk with Jesus. There you go. Yep. From our little corner of South Carolina. Exactly. That's currently snowing. Yes. Our <laughs> unusually snowy white corner of South Carolina yes. right now. It, actually, the weather people came through. Yeah. They said we were going to get quite a bit of snow, and we did get quite a bit of snow. We did. It's yeah, still is, snowing. I'm looking out the window. It's still snowing. We've got somewhere around five, maybe six inches out yeah. there. And uh, so it's very unusual for for South Carolina. Usually we get maybe one snow every couple of years, an inch or two, yeah. and then it's gone by noon. So this has been, been interesting. And uh, it's beautiful. It is gorgeous. Yeah. Yep. You've been out and about and walking. I've not ventured out yet. So. Yep. And again, just to see the Lord's creation, his splendor in it, the way the snow is hanging heavy on the mm-hmm. holly bushes out there and bright, um, bright red berries and, and then the cardinals. Yeah, and that's what I'm fascinated with. I've been watching them hop around on the feeder and uh, it's been, I'm just fascinated when the weather is not what we consider ideal, yet the Lord provides for the birds. Right. I mean, they're they're all fluffed up and they're hopping around and they don't seem to be too phased by the fact that it's 20-something degrees outside and yeah. snow. Yep. It's uh, very cool. Yep. They're they're having a blast and uh and they they complement his creation, you know, mm-hmm. his his providence. It just looks amazing out there and and they're part of that. They really are and it's it's fun and a blessing yeah. to watch. Yeah, it's been it's been nice. So, well, today, you know, last week we talked about how every Christian has a ministry of encouragement. Right. And this week, we kind of want to expand on that. That whole idea of every Christian has a ministry. Tend to not think that way. Especially, you know, when you come to Christ... I'm thinking about it. You, your focus tends to be on reading your Bible, um, going to church. Now you're attending church that maybe you weren't doing before or weren't doing regularly. Uh, maybe trying to find a Bible study. You don't tend to think in the bigger picture of, oh, I'm a Christian, therefore I'm in ministry. 
Right. We were talking before we hit record, and it really is a matter of we're drafted. I like that. I like that word you used. We are drafted into God's army, and we are drafted. We have a role in God's army. We We have a place to serve. And every single one of us, there's nobody who, you know, there hasn't been a military draft in whatever it is, 50 years. Mm-hmm. But the point is, there's nobody drafted into the military who doesn't serve a purpose. Right. Everybody's got their niche that right. they are put into. And so in God's army, in God's church, every single one of us who are called by Christ have a purpose, have a ministry. And just a quick side note to that is it doesn't mean that we find our own purpose and do our own thing. It's that God has a place for us. We we don't get to choose what role we do. No. God has a place for us. And that is where we it's the better place to be, not not pursuing our own. Well, I want to serve over here. That's that's the way to be a loser and and to miss out on God's blessings. And, but, but rather to be, Lord, here am I. Send me. Where do I where do I fit? And seek Him. Yeah, and that's where we find our joy. Right. So today we want to talk about this. We want to talk about. We want to answer some questions like, what is ministry? When we talk about this idea of what is ministry, what, what do we mean? Is biblical ministry uh, a branch of the church, or is it is it an action? Is it something we do? What does it mean to to minister to someone? If you have a ministry, what does that mean? What does it mean to minister to someone? What's the difference between ministry and vocation? Good question. And and then lastly, just kind of wrap it up with some thoughts. A, a couple of Bible verses that, just as I've been reading through Galatians and John, a couple of ideas I just want to bring out, because there's so much that we could talk about with this. I only want to highlight a couple of things. One of which is, I guess, well, two of which, the perspective for ministry and the privilege of ministry. The perspective? The perspective okay. of ministry and the, the privilege of ministry. Okay. And I didn't intend on the alliteration. It just happened. But <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. We're Baptists. It goes with the territory. Exactly. <laughs> so we're going to talk about all these things. Before we do, I want to take a quick moment and play this little promo piece of some feedback we got about my book, Jesus Changed Everything. We'll be right back. We just got this email from a reader who finished reading Ant's new book, Jesus Changed Everything. He says, love the book, my friend. It's a nudge book. If one has some interest in Christ, this book will nudge him or her closer to a commitment. If on the fence, this book could nudge one on over. Really love the engineers testing the bridge model slash believer stress testing his beliefs. Also really like the car out of alignment comparison to our wayward hearts. Favorite quote idea was Mary at Cana saying, whatever he says to you, do it. 
We do whatever he tells us. So just wanted to share this with you. We're excited about this. We've been very encouraged by the feedback we've gotten. This is just one of them. It's available on Amazon. And if your church is interested in bulk copies, we have the ability to do that. So please just contact us at graceandpeaceradio.com. Thank you so much. So there you go. That's one, my little effort of ministry. Exactly. And would mm-hmm. be very grateful if you were to support us and and pick it up and that God would bless you in reading it. And if you know someone who needs to know the Lord, uh, ain't, consider getting them a copy it's or a, passing a, along your copy. Exactly. It's a great book to share. So what is ministry? We want to, we want to answer that question first. Well, I know for myself, when we started this journey, what is it, 18 years ago, something like that, 2004, you guys do the maths. <laughs> um, if you had asked me what is ministry, I would have considered it as a professional vocation. Okay. That's that's what how I would have defined ministry. Are you saying then that that's changed for you? It sounds like that's where, where you're going with this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely changed um, in... In all our years of hither and yon and uh, trying to figure out where our place is and our moves and seminary and all of that, ministry is right where we're at. Ministry is, and I'm sure you're going to go into this more, but yeah, my ministry is managing the household. Uh, My ministry is my work at the university. My ministry is... Whatever I am able to find to do, you know, at church uh, with our church family or even those outside of our church family. So, yeah, the the definition has definitely expanded over the years. All right. Thank you so much for stealing all of my thunder. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us this week. Uh, We pray, you know, next week we'll... See, this This is what happens when we try to do stuff off the cuff. See? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. That, that was a fantastic answer. Uh. It really was. Nope. <laughs> you know, I agree. I agree on all of that. I agree because it's biblical. Ministry, I wrote down, ministry is a single act or an ongoing effort to serve someone in Jesus' name to their good and his glory. Ministry is a single act or an ongoing effort to serve someone in Jesus' name to their good and his glory. Interesting. Okay. So another question that comes up is, is biblical ministry a branch of the church or is it an action? Is it is it something that has to be sanctioned by the local church? Is it something that's only done in the context of the local church? Or can it just be anything that's done in, in Jesus' name to point people to Christ? And I think it'd be the latter. It's It doesn't have to be sanctioned by the church. It isn't it, it isn't done with always within the confines or the walls of the church. Correct. Correct. To even begin to answer the question, we have to ask, what is the role of the pastor slash elder? 
And the answer for that really is found in Ephesians 4, 12, where Paul writes, and I'll back up in verse 11, it was he, Jesus, who gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. And here's verse 12, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So the minister, the, the elder, the rather the pastor, the elder, it's his job to prepare God's people for works of service, or to prepare God's people for ministry, the work of the ministry. So it's not the pastor elder who primarily is the one doing the ministering. He's doing the equipping. The elders are doing the equipping, the feeding, the discipling, so that you and I can go and serve. Yeah, and I think even within that context that there are some churches that think that the pastor, even if they, uh, they are elder-led, tend to think that the pastor does everything and that the elders aren't necessarily there to equip. But it's it's the full role of pastors and elders equipping the congregation to ministry. Correct. Yep. Again, if we think of that military idea, the, the drafted into military, the pastor elders are the ones that God has made the officers to help train us to do the work that we're supposed to do. Makes sense. Kind of expanding a little bit on that idea of what is ministry, the opening question that we that we posed. What does it mean then to to minister to someone? Well, I think we touched on that even last week when we were talking about encouragement. Um, there's a ministry of encouragement, something as simple as you know, saying saying hello. And this isn't even within necessarily the the family of Christ, although that is part of it, but it's being kind to the cashier uh, at the checkout. It's being understanding when you're out to eat and the waitress has got too many tables and is just harried and rushed and she's apologizing to you and you're just say, yeah, I, I understand. It's okay. Yeah. I, I think that can be part of it. I, I don't know that that would specifically be ministering to someone unless there's some aspect of Christ to it. I mean, that's one way we're, we're demonstrating Christ. We I might, guess that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. But I don't know that that's necessarily ministry. Okay. But I think it's, it's certainly being a witness for Christ. It provided... You know, we have some opportunity to to explain that, or they can see a difference. I, th that's kind of another branch of this, if you will. But I do think that it it can be anything from giving them a, a cup of cold water, as the Lord says, um, real or me metaphorical. 
And by a metaphorical cup of cold water, I mean listening or giving a word of encouragement at the right moment to share the gospel with someone, to admonish other believers with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, like Colossians 3.16 says, uh, a loving rebuke, uh, a discipline, or, or a restoration is ministry. Obviously, preaching and teaching Sunday school at any level, you know, teaching, preaching and teaching are, are ministry, of course, but so are cleaning toilets and changing diapers. You know, those are, those are no less valuable acts of service in the Lord's eyes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Parenting. Parenting Absolutely. is ministry. Right? Homeschooling. Anything, anything, anything done to serve others, to help point them to Christ, to help build up the church, done with a heart to love God and to obey him, is ministry. Agreed. And this also kind of brings us to that question of how do we want to think about the difference, if there is any, between ministry and vocation? If, if I derive my income from a quote-unquote regular job, does that mean I'm not in ministry? Or said another way, is being in ministry, does that mean that your paycheck has to have a church logo on it? And the answer would be no. Right. Exactly. You know, Luther famously said, a dairymaid can milk cows to the glory of God. In short, that there's no difference between a Christian maid, or we might say a plumber or accountant or housewife or any role, a software developer or whatever the, the thing is today, and a Christian pastor. As long as the job, the vocation that we're in isn't obviously sinful, it can be a place of ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's back to that in First Corinthians is where, you know, whether you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. Exactly. So I want to finish up by talking about the perspective of ministry and the privilege of ministry. How do we how do we apply this? And I know we've we've gone through this super fast and there's so much more we could talk about. But you know, we always try to keep these episodes to a half hour or so. Right. So we want to try to cover a lot in a little in a little time. Just yesterday, I was rereading John chapter 4 with the woman at the well and Jesus there in the village in Samaria. And later in that chapter, I'll begin in verse 34, when the disciples come back and, you know, they, they say, well, could someone have brought him food? What, what? Starting in verse 34, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me. And to finish his work. Let me read that again. My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Jesus' food, the thing that drove him, and obviously he's using food as a picture there. He, he really did eat. But he's saying, my food is to do the will of my father. He, he laid aside his will in everything. And it was his food to do the will, not of himself, 
but of his father. Right. Mm -hmm. And to finish his work, he says. Jesus is our model for everything, and may it be our food to do the will of Jesus. I mean, imagine if if we laid aside our will. Well, Lord, I, I want to serve in this way. What if you laid that aside and said, Lord, I don't care. I don't care. And and that's we'll talk about that also when we get to the, the privilege in a minute. And then continuing in verse 35 in John chapter 4, Jesus says, Do you not say, four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. We need to get Jesus's perspective. He's got the aerial view of the harvest. We totally miss it. That's true. The disciples missed it. We miss it. Jesus is like, look, I can see the harvest. The harvest is white. It's plentiful. It's ready. We miss that all the time. Our, I know for myself, my view, my perspective is often so mundane. I look at the headlines. I look at what's going on here or there or in my own life. I'm so focused on my own problems or whatever. We need to get Jesus's perspective. That's true, because I know for myself, I get you tend to be more big picture even than, than I do. And I tend to get lost in the details of just day to day everything mm -hmm. of literally just within our sphere. Yeah. I mean, think about it. I'm not saying that every every mom, every homeschooler has lost perspective on this. Not not at all. I'm sure they have a, a better perspective than I do day to day. But how much if would our lives be different if we took Jesus's perspective about the harvest and thought of everything we do as ministry, that I'm raising the kids today to the glory of God. I'm doing homeschooling to the glory of God. I'm being an academic advisor to students for the glory of God. And I'm doing computer work for the glory of God. As far as having Jesus's perspective about things, we need to reject the perspective of this world and of Satan that says to us, either, well, don't be religious. Look, you, you can you can be a Christian, but don't don't be like a religious Christian. Don't be one of those. It'll either tell us that, or it'll say, Hey, you know what? That's great. Go ahead, be religious. You want to be a religious Christian? Fine. Uh but do it later. Right now, you're you're in college, you got your studies, you gotta figure out your career, you've got you know you just started that relationship. You don't want to freak him or her out by right. being overly religious. Put it off. Just just wait a while. Oh, and that's an easy perspective to take that, oh, I've got lots of time. You know, I don't, right. I, I can wait. Yeah. And Satan says, oh, you know, you're still young. Set up your career. Uh, take care of stuff today. Or it might even be, well, you know, you're in the middle of your career. Wait till you're old. Wait till you're retired. Just right. you know, once you're retired, that'll be a whole different ballgame. Then you'll have lots of time. Yeah. We need to reject that. Mm -hmm. You know, Satan says, hey, you know, wait till you're better educated. Wait till you're better prepared. Wait till you're better educated. Wait till you have the time. No. Reject all that and get get your master's perspective. That That's what we need. He can see the fields like you and I can't. 
mean, he told us 2,000 years ago that they were white and ready for harvest. And lastly, I want to get into the privilege of ministry with the idea that I hope this is inspiring. I hope this makes all of us fall to our knees before the Lord in prayer and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this perspective. Where can I serve? What can I do? And also we hope that it's encouraging because you can look at even what you're doing on a day-to-day basis with a different perspective, with the privilege of knowing that the Lord has saved you and that now you are doing everything to the glory of God. Right. And that's exactly what, even today, as I was reading Galatians, was brought to mind again. In Galatians 5, chapter 1, after he explains how foolish you Galatians are to go to want to go back to the law. You're free in Christ. You're, you're free now. He says in verse five, uh, Galatians 5, verse 1, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Then I'm going to jump down to verse 13. You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command, love your neighbor as yourself. And then also I'm going to tie in in chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. And I think that verse is so important. I think it's something that all of us need to have in front of us on those really tough and hard days. You know, when you're just, you really are tired of well-doing. It's it's a good reminder. Ministry is a privilege. I'll be honest, I see so many, because I see a lot of podcasts and being part of the Christian podcast community and, and one of the admins, I we get applications for podcasts and I see so many podcasts that they rush out the door, Christian podcasts, and immediately they're like, hey, support what we're doing on Patreon or, you know, support us in this, support us in that. And it's like, you have no idea what you're even doing. Like you you're in this, you're, you're obviously in this for yourself. You're in this to make a name for yourself. Right. Platform. God forbid, God forbid that you, that God would give you a single listener. I hope God shuts down your podcast. And I hope that if we ever are like that, Mm -hmm. that self-promoting, that God would shut us down, that it would bring him glory to shut us down. Ministry is a privilege and it's a privilege that you and I were rescued from darkness, rescued from being prisoners to the world, as Paul says in another part of Galatians. It's a privilege to serve our Savior. It's a privilege to serve his people. It's it's a privilege. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So a couple of final thoughts. I know for myself, for years, I would be sitting there going, okay, yeah, but where do I go? What do I do? I hear what you're saying. I agree with all of it. But 
What am I supposed to do? Well, do whatever is in front of you. The next step. Do whatever it is. Or if if you want to just take a risk and do something and take a chance, do do something. You want to do a podcast? Start a podcast. You want to write a book? Write a book. Try it. R- write a pamphlet. Write a gospel tract. And print it up on your printer and leave it around. That's ministry. I mean, ask God, what, what are my gifts? How have you gifted me? And if you don't know, then say yes to every single opportunity. Just like Paul talked about an opportunity in Galatians 6, 9 and 10. Say yes to every opportunity to serve that you hear about. And I think of mothers with young children and your whole world is revolved around them because they're little and they're not self-sufficient. You're saying yes to ministry by answering their questions for the 500th time or pointing things out to them of how God takes care of the birds in the snow. Absolutely. It's just what you're teaching them. Absolutely. Yep. And as God puts opportunities in front of you then, in answer to your prayers, then do them as best you can. Some of them are going to naturally be in your God-designed wheelhouse. You're going to just naturally either gravitate to them and like them and be good at them. Some of them you're going to be flat out terrible at, but that's okay because that God has gifted someone else to be good at that. But the idea is to be faithful anyway. Right. And it doesn't mean that we completely can forever take a pass on those things uh, that, that we're not good at. We should still serve wherever. And even though, you know, for instance, children's ministry may not be your thing. Well, it doesn't mean that you never, ever serve in children's ministry. Right. Or whatever the thing is. Seniors, you know, working. Well, you know, I'm not really that great with, with old people. Well, serve. Be around them. Don't mm-hmm. don't be afraid of it. You know, it doesn't mean you, you may not. God may not call you to that, but that's okay. Well, and the Lord will teach you something. Right. Be willing to learn. Yeah. Be willing to be taught. Yep. So look for those opportunities to do good works to anybody and everybody, Christians and non-Christians alike, like Paul says. And if you don't have anything specific as far as ministry, pray. This is your time to pray, be in the Word, grow in the Word, seek as much as you can to absorb the Word of God and let it sink down inside you and and put it in mind put it in heart so that you god can make you useful for ministry later right you know the lord jesus was he didn't start his public ministry until age 30 ish mm-hmm. you know until 30 so god was preparing him humanly speaking all that time you know what what does the scripture say he grew in favor with god and men right in wisdom and stature, I think it says. But uh, anyway, so pray now and prepare now for future ministry later. So every Christian has a ministry. And if every Christian has a ministry, which they do, then every Christian is either being one of two things, faithful or unfaithful. Yeah, there really is no in-between. There isn't. You're either being faithful to your employer or unfaithful. That is true. And the same is true in your Christian life. You're either being faithful and growing in the Lord and serving, 
or you're being unfaithful and being selfish and not growing and not serving. One last verse, and it's there in Galatians, and it's Galatians chapter 4, verse 13. And it says, Paul says, As you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. Paul even served the Lord and others while he was ill. The Galatians got the gospel while Paul was sick. That's a very good point. Mm -hmm. So even though we may be sick, we can still do ministry. I'll give you an example. My own brother has recently started dialysis. While he's there in dialysis, he tells people about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when he was in the hospital, he was telling people about Jesus. Everybody. Everybody was near him. That's his... God has given him a gift of evangelism, Mm -hmm. and that is how he was able to use it, even in that way. So actually, this morning, I sent him, I took a photo of Galatians 4.13 in my Bible, and I sent it to him and said, Paul gave the Galatians the gospel, even in his illness. I said, this reminds me of you because you have given the gospel to people, even in your illness. Which is very cool. That's neat. So if you're going for chemo, if the Lord has you in some kind of illness, that's that's a ministry. And the harvest is white around you in the dialysis office, in the hospital, in the chemo office, wh- wherever it is. Mm-hmm. There is sitting up there. Or even also with, you know, Joe is that if he can't sleep at night, he sits in his chair and he prays for people. Exactly. Exactly. And so his ministry becomes his recliner. You know, mm-hmm. I, I told him his his recliner. <laughs> I love it. His recliner is the tent of meeting. <laughs> I like it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and so every Christian has a ministry. Mm-hmm. We're all to be busy for the Lord. And we pray, we pray that, that this would inspire you to, again, go into your prayer closet and talk to the Lord about it. Say, Lord, where can I serve? Mm-hmm. You know, don't miss the privilege of serving Jesus in ministry. You'll look, be amazed. Yeah, and look at look at all he's done for you in, in choosing to save you, in growing you in the spirit, in providing uh, scripture for you to, to read and to have on hand. Why wouldn't you share that? Yeah, God could use you in the saving of someone, I mean, think about it. Someone's eternity can change. They can be in heaven for all eternity, plucked out of the flames, plucked out of darkness, plucked away from destruction, and set on the path to the celestial city because of your faithfulness in ministry, that God would use you to help save a sinner. What a privilege. doesn't mean you save them, of course. It, God does it. But, right. but that God would even bring you and I into partnership and mm-hmm. to do those things. To allow that to is amazing. Yeah. So to God be the glory. Absolutely. And so we hope this has been an encouragement. And if you find that this has been helpful, if you find that God does something as a result of this, Email us, show at graceandpeaceradio.com. 
and let us know. Let us We'd know what God's doing in you. your life. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to hear from you. And in the meantime, again, thank you so much for for giving us the privilege of ministry and being able to share what God shows us out of the scriptures with you. Yep. We like we love doing it for you. Yep. So the Lord bless you and we will talk to you next time. Take care all. Grace and Peace Radio is honored to be a member of the Christian Podcast Community and the Society of Reformed Podcasters. For more information, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.